The Spanish Announce Table. Tom, it is episode 307 of the Spanish Announce Table. I hope this uh, uh, podcast finds you well. Um, uh, we are a pro wrestling podcast, and we have been uh, for quite some time. Uh, we also do other things because we're excellent like that. Uh, we live here in America, and uh, there's a big decision that's been uh, coming, looming for a long time. Uh, here, yeah, multiple uh, months. In the United States, um, uh, you know, everybody's uh, on edge about it, and um, there's been a lot of back and forth. Um, one side says one thing, another side says another, and it gets very contentious, and, um, you know, uh, families are involved, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, family mm-hmm. names are, are, you know, on the line. And um, and one thing before we get into it that I, I do want to state is we've been on both sides of this argument. You know, we've been yeah. on both sides of seeing it from both sides mm-hmm. viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward post this decision. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very anxieties are high. And um, I think we're we, um, you know, it's uh, been a nail biter to see which way it goes. But I think, Tom, you want to uh, share with us? Yeah, let's get right into it. So the big decision. WWE has decided not to pursue the trademark of Cody Rhodes, which means Cody at Full Gears pay-per-view on Saturday night, this coming Saturday night, will be known as Cody Rhodes. Oh, my God. Pretty monumental, right? Think of the merchandise. Think of the uh, advertisements. Now on the Go Big show, he could be known as Cody Rhodes. Some casual viewers can put two and two together knowing the Rhodes name. So hopefully that gets some more viewers to dynamite. But let's you, get right to it. That the is the Facebook, big decision. The, the Facebook posts about this are going to be crazy. Yeah, the discussion boards is going to be incredible. I cannot wait to read. And again, as we mentioned, we've seen both sides of this argument. We've understood both sides. The, the biggest decision in legal battle in the United States going on right now. This has been one for the decades. I the can't books. think of anything bigger. This Nothing is pretty bigger. big because that's a big blow to WWE because that means now Rhodes types merchandise can't be uh, proceeded forward. And then, as I mentioned, putting the Rhodes name in AEW is going to be big for merchandise. And so... We shall see how this unfolds, but let's get right to it. Uh, as we're talking about AEW, we start off with AEW Dynamite, so let's get into the recap. Started off really fun. I like how they're doing this with a backstage promo leading into a match. And this week was a backstage promo from Chris Jericho, Santana, and Jake Hager. Chris Jericho putting over Hager's uh, victory at Bellator, which was um the guy was and but whatever he's 38 years old he shouldn't be taking on top 10 guys in the world so it is what it is congratulations jake hager on the win you're doing a lot of things that a lot of people are afraid to do so i applaud you for getting in the cage uh but as he's as jericho is applauding jake hager and the grittiness and toughness of the inner circle he is interrupted by mjf and wardlow And they have a back and forth, and it comes down to Jericho saying, hey, MJF, I think the thing you're missing is that you're soft. You know, S-A-W, well, that's a a different wrestler. Soft. (laughs) That's a different guy. But no, he says he's soft, and so that pisses off MJF. MJF says, you'll see what soft looks like when I get into the ring. 
him and Wardlow takes on Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. Really fun match. Uh, MJF wins uh, the match for his team via submission with his arm bar. What did you think of this match? The match? Good. That segment you were discussing beforehand? Great. What those two guys did was the perfect example of a go-home show segment. Mm -hmm. They summed up... The whole storyline, perfectly. If you only watch this week, you got everything. You got the, I want to be in the inner circle. We were kind of on the fence. They're not. You're, we're going to have a match. Uh, so, But right now, they want to beat you up so you don't get there. They said it all in like two minutes. It was like, this is perfect. And right. then they went out. The match was great. The best part, I feel, though, was the attack afterwards. When he goes and gives Jericho the, you know what, I'm going to give you that right there, right? What do you think about that, huh? So, And Jericho's like, I do like that. Right? Like, yeah. So uh, this is going great. I think we're going to have this split, and we're going to get into picks, but I think we're going to have this like split uh, inner circle for a while, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, but again, who's the odd man out when they're talking about this MJF joins the inner circle? Will he not join the inner circle Wardlow? And for a second week in a row, I was, well, let me take that back. Uh, I was most impressed during the match with Sammy Guevara. It showed to me, hey, if you want to turn this guy babyface, you've got something here. His, his hot tag and his moves in and out. I mean, he can light the world on fire. I know that we've talked about in previous episodes, hey, the future of AEW is a world title match between, you know, Jungle Boy and MJF, which it definitely could be, right? Jungle Boy is still awesome, but it could also be a triple threat with Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, and MJF. Like those three guys for the next five to 10 years, assuming health is not a, a factor, that's who you build around because, man, all three of them are killing it. Uh, but so Sammy Guevara in the match was very impressive, but second, and it was a really close second, was Wardlow again for another week in a row, just looking like, hey, I'm the baddest motherfucker here. I mean, you know, Jake Hager was looking battered and bruised because obviously he was in a real fight, but Wardlow did not look any less of a man or, you know, any type of intimidated when they were looking eye to eye. Uh, I did like the low key moment post-match when MJF did take Jericho through that barricade of whatever was behind the announcer's uh, right. table. Uh, Jake Hager, you know, kind of pulled MJ off and Wardlow and Jake Hager kind of looked at each other sideways and was like, you want to do this? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. But then, you know, cooler heads prevailed. But again, and we'll get into our picks here in a little bit, but the guy that's being left out in the cold storyline wise is Wardlow. So I'm interested to see what he does after full gear. Jericho did give a little blow by in his commentary. He was like, I, you know, he's like, I, mm -hmm. I never did. Maybe even you know, he's like, it also Wardlow even for that matter. So eh, maybe they touched on that, but Jericho doesn't often throw. I mean, he talks from the hip, but I don't think he throws in things by accident, you know? So mm. maybe there's something to that. Maybe there is right. And we'll see. Cause again, we're going to get into our picks of what we think will happen and how that unfolds in the, following weeks but uh yeah it was a fun match great way to start off dynamite again they have a great formula of a high exciting match to get you invested and then some stories and then again a women's match for five minutes and then your main event so as we break down you're going to see that same formula uh fold out again uh, as we move to the next match it was trent taking on miro uh, cool backstory. Uh, I don't know if you caught this yeah, on their social media. 
uh, Miro or Rusev at the time was the apprentice for Trent in WWE. I did not know that. I liked how they alluded to that fact, which then gave this match a little bit more of a backstory. And I'm now a little bit more interested in the best friends versus Kip Sabian and Miro. Uh, Miro picked up the victory, looked strong, looked as he should debuting still in this new character. Uh, what did you think? I like that. He interrupted and was like, you let me announce this match. This match is scheduled until you fall. <laughs> he's like, cause you're stupid. <laughs> like he's the best. I, and I'd never heard anybody say that phrase. Like, no, this is scheduled until you fall. Right. Yeah. Like, That's great. That's wonderful. Um, and yes, just, I didn't know the backstory. They even gave you a term from Japan to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they went out and had this brutal beat down, right? Like, you don't talk bad about Trent's mom. Like, who, what are you guys not going to learn? Yeah, exactly. Uh, also Dummies? in this match, yeah, also in this match, you got a little bit more uh, storytelling of the Orange Cassidy, uh, John Silver match that we're going to see at full gear. So that was good. I like, again, when storylines and, and characters bump into each other, because, again, it's a traveling circus. So that should happen from time to time. Uh but yeah, like you said, with Miro grabbing the mic, I feel Miro does the best in short spurts of promos, you know, just in this feud specifically when he calls them the good friends because he's the best man. So they can't be the best friends. So they're the good friends. And then yeah. all of the things uh, in WWE that he did as Rusev with Bob Rood and all of that stuff. He does really great with the. Hey, did you catch what he said there? You a know, line or two. Yeah, he yeah. really does with a line or two. Like when he's like, "Lana's the best. Lana's number one." Right. right. Yeah, it, and just play perfect. into it. Like mm -hmm. just, just play into the. I don't say much. What I do is either it's hilarious, it's brutal, <laughs> it's scary. It's just real short and sweet. I, I, I do think you're right. Yeah, when it goes into long form and starts to kind of say, like, "What is this guy saying?" He's not yeah. the best storyteller, as it were. Right. But those. Right. Those zingers, those cutdowns. He's a merch machine. Yeah, with his those drive-by cutdowns are awesome that he does. So maybe more of that. Maybe turn that up a little bit more because that was more, one of my favorite aspects of the Rusev character uh, in WWE. All right, so as we uh, keep on going with the match list, and again, we'll get to the promos and things like that as well, uh, but the next match on Dynamite was the Young Bucks versus Private Party. As you recall, last year, Private Party beat the Young Bucks, so this was kind of a uh, rematch of sorts uh, with the two teams uh, going up against each other. This was good. I didn't necessarily, you know, text you and say, you got to check it out, Tim. This is the best thing in the world. But I thought everything did okay. Uh, Young Bucks pick up the victory as they should. Uh, Private Party doesn't look out of their element with a team like this. You know, when they can do the one, two, three, spot, one, two, three, ha, they're perfect on that. It's when you mix them in with the, well, what we do is punch you in the face. And it's like, well, what we do is a little bit more choreographed, you know, so uh young bucks going up against ftr coming up this saturday but this match here young bucks pick up the victory yeah this here was um no fist just flips right like this was uh to kind of reverse that storyline which will be interesting for that match um you know how do these two styles finally coalesce for this mm -hmm. to really hit it home but i think we've seen ftr can kind of you know i mean they still tell a good match in that style so that should be good um this one particular you're right i mean oh man could these guys 
to a one two and a one two and a one right. two uh, all over the place, and that's great. It's not our cup of tea, as we said, so I'm not raving about this thing. I, I'm not going to lie and say it had me on the edge of my seat or anything. So, but I you're, there was no big botch as these guys didn't look slow. Their timing wasn't off. None of that, and and I think there's something in private party. To be had, I still think they do just feel a lot of like, okay, but what are you guys about? What do you do? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. You say private party, but I don't feel like this is a party, guys. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? So yeah. I, I would like to see more from them. I would too. I agree. Uh, the one thing that did advance the storyline uh, was it showed how Matt Jackson still is struggling with this ankle injury that mm-hmm. FTR gave him. Uh, also again, another bumping of storylines as Matt Hardy was the mentor to private party, same at Guevara jumps him from behind. So we get again, a little bit more advancement in the Matt Hardy, same Guevara feud. Uh, and then post-match, I really enjoyed this. Now, let me back up real quick. Uh, before this match, we had both, <laughs> we had both a, uh, promo from Kenny Omega and a promo from hangman Adam page about their yeah. match coming up on Saturday. Really cool because it was almost polar opposites where it's Kenny Omega giving you the one-liners of, I've never lost a tournament. Why would I start now, especially against that guy? And then Hangman Adam Page saying, this is the closest I've came since my first shot against Jericho. If I don't get this one, what does that make me? Here I am drinking. Jim Ross is worried about me. So just these completely different uh, stories going into this one match. But then fast forward to the post-match of the Young Bucks versus Private Party, FTR comes out, jumps one of the Young Bucks, which then brings out Hangman Adam Page, and then that brings out Kenny Omega, and you start to see this little, hey, friend, it's been a while, you know? because hey, fella. Because the slow burn of Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega in the tournament format there's still been no, like, I'm going to kick your ass, right? It's always just yeah. been like, oh, in the tournament, I'm facing him from both sides, right? Kenny Omega like, oh, saying, it's like, it's going to be a great match. Yeah. yeah Kenny Omega is like, of course I'm going to beat him. It's in a tournament. That's what I do. And then Hangman and Adam Page is saying, like, this is the guy that's next. I have to overcome this giant hill of a of a task, you know? I mean, and, we knew this would happen, right? Right. Like, and yeah. you saw that in that stare down because Hangman Adam Page kind of gives him, like, a, hey, good to see it and omega's like sure whatever and then that pisses off hangman as he leaves you could see like that gets under his skin so then he turns around and he's like no hey what the fuck man do we got a beef like are we are we beefing because i'm not beefing with you but if you hate me then fuck off you know i like that that's again yeah the best storyline in pro wrestling right now omega versus page yeah the subtleties of that are great I, kenny omega um is doing a great job with this, and maybe he always has, and I haven't been exposed to him enough, of having an attitude of an asshole, but being likable with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you're like, yeah, and I like this, um, even though he's a prick, right? You're like, hey man, well, fuck, um, your wording is you dick, right? Right, unless it's unless it's directed towards you. You know, he's the right. type of guy that says something arrogant. Like for example. I don't know if you ever did this, but back in high school and even college, we would have Madden parties, like Madden tournaments, right? Like I would play you in Madden. There'd be four or five other guys, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because Madden was the biggest thing in our world, right? Yeah, but I know people who've done it. I never 
participate right. in one. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But Kenny Omega is the guy where in that setting, he would throw a 60 yard touchdown pass with Patrick Mahomes and be like, Hey guys, I don't know why you think that was so cool. I kind of do that all the time. <laughs> right, yeah. And then everyone's like, okay, like that was kind of a dick thing to say, but I yeah. guess you're right. Yeah, you know, right, like, yeah. like, like you did I mean, it, you do it, all the you time. do it. Yeah. yeah, you do yeah. it all the time, but you don't have to be aware of it, you know, and uh, that's the part of his character I like as well. Yeah. Uh, and yes, Paige, uh, you know Jim Ross is worried about the fella when he didn't even try to to sell him barbecue sauce a one time, not even a once. So right. you know he's a little bit like, oof, is this guy okay? Um, yeah, I, I like this. Again, we said not to make light of like alcoholism and depression, but I like this like little sad drinky mm-hmm. hangman, right? Like I like I- this, yeah. I believe one of his shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees or AEW Shop, whatever you want to go to, is uh, Anxious Millennial Cowboy, which is a great right. moniker for who Hangman Adam Page is, which is, again, why I like him so much, because outside of the cowboy gimmick, like I am that guy, right? I see myself in him. I get nervous when I have a big well, task and things like that, so he's great. I, he's relatable. I don't know if you remember the... like public relations announcement that he put out when he was like going to go away when COVID brought out yeah. and it was mm-hmm. like hilarious. And then because he was still kind of, his character was really starting to get exposed still with AEW, mm-hmm. but n- now it all makes sense. I'm like, Oh, that is exactly like that all fits exactly. This mil- <laughs> anxious millennial cowboy. Yeah. Uh, it's perfect. Great. Yeah. He's doing awesome. Uh, also uh, in AEW's dynamite episode, uh, not a not in the match list, but I did want to reference it because I didn't write down exactly the order of it, but I want to make a quick drive-by of this. Uh, Taz and Team Taz came out, mentioned that they are not on AEW Full Gear. That pisses them off. Uh, mentions how Brian Cage is the number one contender or you know up there uh, in that ranking. And then poor uh, Ricky Starks isn't even ranked, and he's just kicking everyone's ass, and they're pissed off, and they alluded to the fact that their presence will be felt at full gear. So what do you make of this promo? This promo was way better than their last one, right? This is what they tried to do with the last one. Right. And it didn't mm-hmm. come across this way. Mm-hmm. This was great. Tass hit everything right here. He was pissed off. Uh, you know, he got into his Taz stuff and <laughs> just doing his whole shtick. And Brian Cage was just the whole time looking. I mean, that guy looked like a less obviously roided out version of scott steiner right like where he's just mm-hmm. this like if i take one more pill my muscles will explode on live television and he's just menacing looking and they all got their lines in ricky stark's got to just look how smell my you know what mm-hmm. you know <laughs> smell um, my dick <laughs> right so yeah uh i thought this was really fun uh, and i'm excited to see what they do and i they just kind of called out you know, whomever they wanted in this. And this this Will Hobbs thing is still up in the air. I'm, I would, Don't be shocked if he doesn't join up with this FTW. Right. And again, uh, stay tuned or stay uh, listening for our picks here shortly. Or um, watching on the YouTube. Or watching. Yes, of course. Uh, but yeah, if their presence will yeah. be felt, does that mean they will interrupt a match and if they interrupt a match and maybe get outnumbered, do we see Will Hobbs make the save for Team Taz? 
that could be a theory that happens, right? So we got we got some fun uh, speculation. Well, Cody and Cody's got the Nightmare Family, right? So maybe right. Or does he mm-hmm. attack Darby and Darby is a you know protege of Cody? Then does the Nightmare Family get involved that way? So or Will we'll comes see. out to save Darby? Not right. Could happen. Whap. So let's get now into Whap. the best segment of the of the night it was a promo face to face the stipulation going into this face to face is that if they touched the match would be off which was perfect because man did they get in each other's grills and get personal and they both respected the fact that if i touch him if i hit him my opportunity's gone now for john moxley he was getting in his face not as a i'm trying to get under your skin it was a i'm trying to make you fucking listen Right. Yeah. Where Mm -hmm. Eddie Kingston was saying, I'm getting under your skin. Understand that the reason I'm who I am right now is because you have that on your shoulder. This was perfect, Tim. I I made my wife watch it. I watched it again. I missed some. I finished a W dynamite later than the nine central uh, time limit because I was watching that promo a couple times in a row. I just fell in love with it. It was spectacular. Yeah, I want to go watch it again. I only did watch it the one time, but yes, it just, uh, the real emotions. And these two sold it perfectly, and it's it's a very real argument. This is not a pro wrestling weird, These are two friends. You know, yeah. You stole my, you know, whatever from my gym bag. It's No, this is... Yeah, this is this feels real. This feels gritty. This feels like these two are going to rip a bodily part off of the other one, and I'm all in on it. It feels with their emotions, especially from Eddie Kingston, but even to his credit, John Moxley as well. But it feels as if they go off script, and we're hearing things that we might not necessarily need or should be hearing, and that's the part that I like. Uh, just Eddie Kingston talking about how his mother can't have a grandchild because his goal is to have that title and to have that title means I can't have any distractions. And then for John Moxley to flip that on its head and say, it sucks that you're going to have to break a promise to your mother because I'm the fucking champion. Like you're going to come up short and it's going to haunt you for the rest of your career. It was perfect. Another fun thing that AEW, I think, is starting to tap into a little bit too much, not even knowing. It's another feud that involves a mother, (laughs) right? So we had Trent's mom (laughs) with Santana and Ortiz. Now, this is a thing where, you know, John Moxley alluded to the fact that I've ate at your mother's table. My mom or your mom and me are friendly. I made a promise to her, which just got under Eddie's skin so much. He just was like, you're going to have to kill me. One of the, my favorite moments was as Eddie just walked off and left John Moxley in the ring to finish up the segment by himself. He just was like, I don't care about this show. You're going to have to kill me, which again makes you feel like, Hey man, are we really going to see a fight? Like, is this a right. real fight on Saturday night? Cause it kind of sounds like it. Perfect. Just blending those lines of okay that was obviously a line that was you know going to be said to oh shit did you say something that maybe you're going to regret later uh just the the it was 
as great, but on the opposite end of the spectrum as MJF and Chris Jericho's uh, Broadway number, right? It right. was just the same type of, I got to watch that again, but again, completely different aspects of it. No, this felt like this was a legit argument between two mm-hmm. best you know, former best friends, but they knew like both of their wives had said like, I'm leaving you if you get in another fight. Right. So they're mm-hmm. like, you fucking what I would fucking, you know? Hmm. Well, right? yeah, just that yeah. whole, how you just lose raw emotion. You just want to, they just felt like it would break out in any moment. And they were just coming with, you know what? And then, and then I fucked your sister. Yeah. <laughs> like it just, huh. well, and it almost made, to me, and maybe again, my bias towards Eddie Kingston, because I just love any and everything that he does, it almost made me feel sympathy for him because at the start of that promo, as I mentioned, he said, like, I'm being a dickhead and I'm being a thorn in your side because I have to be. Like, right. I don't like myself how either. I get down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, right. I don't even like me, but I have to do this to get my goal. That yeah, was great. Just perfect. Again, so. Let's move into the next segment. Immediately into that, immediately right after that segment, we go into a promo package. First time hearing from Pac in months, and he does this psychotic 15 versions versions of himself laughing as he sits there in a tie, talks about how isolations just made him more of a freak athlete, bigger, faster, stronger. Oh, Pac, what do you think about this? Yeah, if he's going to come back being a little weird on top of his angry bastard thing, he might have something he might he might really have something to work with here. This might be this, this might, might be, be that missing uh, piece. Yeah. yeah. Uh it was so cool. I just loved the sitting in the uh sitting on the couch fully dressed and then in, in his gear different versions of himself yelling and laughing and crying and happy. It was just yeah. perfect. I liked it so much. Yeah, it if it kind of gave me those early feels of like when we start figuring out, it, like as we can see on the YouTube, like the Bray Wyatt when we come in, like okay, this is going to be a new Bray Wyatt thing, and like oh shit, it's going to be really weird and it's going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of how I was feeling. I was like, oh, he might be a little psychotic on top of being just furiously angry at everything, but now it's maniacal. Yeah, All yeah, right, this, I'm down. this is great. I, I liked it so much. I don't know the status of Pac as far as if he's going to be on Dynamite next week or anything like that, but I sure hope so. I don't want to wait another three months of an isolated promo from Pac. I want to see him back on TV soon. So, After that, uh, we got into our five minutes of women. It was Red Velvet versus Nyla Rose uh, alongside Vicky Guerrero. Uh, Nyla Rose just dominates Red Velvet. Red Velvet uh, had Brandy Rhodes in her corner, which I thought was interesting. Maybe some mentorship kind of there. That's fine, right? Give a good rub because we know who Brandy is. So it means that Red Velvet could be someone down the road. Uh, And then post-match, Vicky Guerrero calls uh brandy Rhodes, a piece of shit or a bullshit artist or something like that something funny it was good you know they find a way to work shit in a couple times an episode because i think they have like seven to use yeah it's like we're gonna get it in two in the first segment one in the next segment zero in the next three and then let's get four in the last segment taz gets three because you know it's taz you know right jericho gets only supposed to use two of them he's only supposed to use two of them but he's gonna use three of them Yeah, I, uh, I, Vicky Grail is great. 
Um, and you know, COVID, and it's hard to judge anybody. Like it, it, it felt like, oh, oh, I forgot she was here, but not because you know she hadn't been doing anything, but because she hadn't been there. And we have to kind of remember that as we keep cycling these characters back in. Mm-hmm. So I like that they did pair her with Nyla Rose, but this all of a sudden just feels weird. Like, why is Nyla Rose getting the push? She wasn't here, um, you know. But hey. We did say, look, they're not doing anything with anybody. Right. At least there was some traction when Nyla Rose was in mm-hmm. the picture. So maybe they're just saying, hey, let's see if this kicks back up. So Yeah, I mean, their last pay-per-view match was super physical. This is where Sheeta won the title. Uh, so maybe they're trying to you know, catch lightning in a bottle twice with a rematch. I applaud them for at least trying something. You know, it's not a yeah. uh, Britt Baker... Uh, promo on the pay-per-view. It's actually a match that the women get. It's for the title, so credit to them. Uh, And then as we move on, we're going into our main event. It's Cody and the Gun Club versus the Dark Order. Uh, Cody and the Gun Club pick up the victory. Uh, Post-match, you saw Cody cut down Darby Allen. This was good. I don't know if this is what I would have ended the show with, but I thought it was okay. That's where this that really felt weird that this was yeah, I don't know. The whole show down for this whole match just felt weird. Mm-hmm. I just like it, it feels like I, I know that AEW loves this idea of well we're gonna let the guys go back to or guys and gals go back to the way it was where, hey, what do you want to do here? What, mm-hmm. what what is your you got this spot tonight? What are you thinking? Um but sometimes somebody's got to say oh you guys got nothing so what we're gonna do is yeah <laughs> this because it felt like they were like well this week i'm gonna do this and they were like yeah i wasn't feeling that well now let's put them up in the rafters and so like, well i mean you know when the rafters but the cheap seats or whatever mm-hmm. like you know it just felt like they just tried to piecemeal this together and now all of a sudden he's mad and talking and it's just like i don't i don't know yeah i'm not buying into this match much I, I think it'll be fine because, again, they've had three previous matches. The first one went to a draw. The other two, Cody won. Um, I did like how Cody alluded to the fact that, hey, you want to be the face of TNT? Fun fact, I'm the one that co-signed you because the rest of the guys thought you sucked, and I had to wrestle you to prove that you're actually good. So maybe cut the shit with me, pal. Like, stop your dumb yeah. shit. Uh, so I like that because he was doing the big brother to him, where it was like, mm-hmm. could you shut the fuck up? All right, let's act like adults here at the yeah. big boy table. Because, uh, you know, Darby Allen has that Jeff Hardy-esque thing where it's like, I don't want to do the establishment thing. I want to paint my face. And here's my painted toenails and fingernails. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Can we act like, like adults? What's wrong with the establishment? And they're like, I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. it well, d- <laughs> there's no Z's in the word. And I like Z's, like boys with the Z. Okay. Mm. I like to wear shorts over my tights. You guys don't understand. When I have to go to work on time, that's bullshit. You know, like that's Darby Allen. Uh, yeah, but with the placement of this match, going back to how this, I w- on paper, now that we saw the whole thing, I think if they got another shot at it, you had to end with. John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, just fucking yelling at each other. Like 
That was how you should have ended the night because that got me excited. Put this in the middle of the show. Almost like have one of them almost like, mm, man, I'm Well, and that's just, what Eddie did. Eddie care. had to leave. That's what I'm saying. Eddie was yeah. like, I don't even care about this show, motherfucker. And like yeah. got out of there and it's like, okay, I'm into this. Uh, the, the thing I will give him a credit uh, for as far as the placement of the main event, it got a new talent, a win, right? The Little Billy, I don't know his name, Austin, I think it is. Little Billy Austin. got a victory. So that was cool, right? Because the only time I've ever other ever seen him other little than this, Billy. right? His, his name, name Little Billy. Yeah, he's Little Billy. Little Billy. The only other time I've seen him is yelling in the crowd, being the MVP as far as crowd involvement, and then on dark. So that was good, right? At least he got that. Um, yeah. So now let's get right into it. Okay. So we talked about Dynamite. We're excited. Uh, or excuse me. Yeah, we talked about Dynamite. Now let's get into AW Full Gear. We got matches here. We're going to give you our picks. We're not sure what the loser has to do. TBD on that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about we'll that. come up with it soon. But yeah, we'll it I'm just reading this from CBSSports.com because, I don't know, a little fun. We'll mix it up a little bit. So I'm going just in the order that they have it. We can mix and match if you want, Tim, but this is what I'm going to do. We're going to start off with what I'm going to assume is the main event. It's an I quit match. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Who you got? John Moxley is not going to say I quit. So I, the only way I could foresee an Eddie Kingston victory is the fake I quit angle. Mick Foley rock kind right. of thing. Yeah. Which I don't see them dredging that up. It's a little passe um so i'm gonna go john moxley on this one because uh, you know as good as this has been as good as kingston is i don't think aw's in the stature right now or, or wanting to perceive like they're gonna go away from something like john moxley to an eddie kingston right they're still mm-hmm. in this mode of like hey establishing look at yeah. us mm-hmm. right. right this is a guy that was in wwe as much as you don't want to be the wwe light yeah. you have to have someone that you could say like you remember yeah. him from Royal Rumble like, and WrestleMania? Like, I feel the next AEW World Champion is probably going to be Cody. Yeah, right? Like it's yeah, gonna, somehow. Like, it, yeah. Which, going back to the decision, Cody did mention, even though now his name has changed from Cody to Cody Rhodes, again, the biggest decision uh, of the week, um, he will not challenge under under the name Cody Rhodes. It won't be like a well, I, I couldn't challenge for the title under Cody, but now that I'm Cody Rhodes, I can. He said, Nope, not gonna do it. Still gonna go with I can't challenge for the title. Again, there's gonna be some way to get around that. That would have been perfect because you could have Jericho have a meltdown. Yeah, it would have been fun. That would have been uh, fun. Meltdown. Well, and here uh. again, remember he's saying this as babyface. If he ever goes heel, maybe that he goes, Hey, assholes. I was Cody when I said that. Now I'm Cody Rhodes. Well, that's the perfect heel thing to do. (laughs) Right, exactly. That would be fun. Um, Going back to this match, though. Then he could uh, switch back and forth. He could be like, mm -hmm. nah, it was Cody today. Yeah. (laughs) Cody Rhodes Rhodes said that. Look, look at the shorts. Cody. And no Rhodes anywhere. Yeah, there's no Rhodes anywhere. Uh, for this match, I'm going John Moxley as well. I think Eddie Kingston can say I quit and it's not necessarily going to, you know, uh, lower his stature in the company. Right. This is where yeah, Moxley's going to put him in some weirdest foot's going to be in his nose. 
Yeah, some some type of. God, right. He's probably going to put him in some new submission that he learned in uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu gi class, and that he's going to be like, let's try the this. Scrotum one, right? stretch. Yeah, probably do a twister or something like that. Right. Here's the scrotum thing. Scramble. Though, here's the thing why I think he can say I quit. And then not lose a beat as far as being captivating on television. As I mentioned, we had the placement of their promo right before Puck's breaking of his silence. And if you catch what happened at the very start of Puck's promo, it was Eddie Kingston said, hey, where's your British friend? When he was talking to uh, the Lucha Bros, because remember, it was the Triangle of Doom. It was Pac, uh, and the Lucha Bros, those three, and they were going after Orange Cassidy. So what I predict will happen is John Moxley will somehow get Eddie Kingston to say I quit, either through like a submission he just learned that he's going to do really poorly or the bulldog choke, something like that, right? And then immediately post-match, I think you're going to have Eddie Kingston's best friend, Pentagon, and Phoenix put the boots to him or actually he's probably going to help him up. And then Pac will come out. Then the three of them will reconvene. And then you're going to go right into, this is again, what I think you're going to go into Pac and the Lucha bros versus Eddie Kingston and the butcher and the blade. And there's your six man tag for the next pay-per-view. I think they're going to go and right into Kingston that face. Yeah. Cause now, he, I mean, cause now they can run into that hard luck story Got all the way to this world title, so I still didn't get it, and I'm still on the grind for it. And now I'm going to get these bastards back because they fucking yeah. kicked me when I was down, and I don't. My best play friend, that. you know, because that's the My thing best is friend. Eddie Kingston always referenced Pentagon as his best friend, and if his best friend turns on him, and then he blames Pac for doing that, there you go. And then Butcher and the Blade, that's good muscle to have, contrasting with the Lucha Bros. I think that's where they're getting. Something tells attack. me they could be a good face thing if, if they added a little bit of humor maybe to them or something, you know, like just mm-hmm. Butcher and Blade, like they've got a unique whole demeanor. Yeah, attitude, I like everything. Yeah, And I like the dynamic, again, if, if this is me fantasy booking it, I like that it's one Dominican, you know, Latino, and then the other two – Dominican or Latinos, I don't know exactly. I assume they're they're Mexican, but like it's not just the Mexican guys versus the white guys. It's like a little right. mix and match, you know. Mm-hmm. I like that aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. that's how I'd book it. All right, now let's get it. Before we go into any more matches, I do want to bring up this. I, I texted you this uh, obviously off air, but I noticed something. So, quick side story, and then I'll get into my rumor mill. I was going to do, as you remember from episode 305, I was Pitbull. So I thought about doing a fun, like sporadically just do a different character. I was going to do Sting because I thought Sting would be good because, again, if you're watching the video, you only see me from chest up. I could do the wig, paint the face. It's not that hard, right? So I was going to try to find a crow shirt, the Sting crow shirt. Go to WWE shop, search Sting because it's always been there. Well, guess what? It's not there. Hmm. It's not a, he's not on WWE shop, right? So then I was like, that's okay. So then I start doing a little Twitter search on Sting, and Sting's putting over other things that are not WWE, talking about how Jericho is still one of the best, you know, one of his favorites to watch, all this stuff. So it lead me it leads me to believe Sting's going to AEW. <laughs> 
know. Well, so here's the thing. We know Sting was a holdout so long that he was smart enough to maintain everything about him. So, like, he didn't mm-hmm. sell out anything right. to WWE that he can't get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Again, I'm not fact-checking that. We're not going to, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, we're assuming. He's not going to show up as Steve Borden. Right. Um, he's going to be Sting. And why not? He's been everywhere else. He seems like he likes wrestling and, and doing the thing, and they will let him show up sporadically like who oh yeah and you i know, don't know so. if he'll necessarily be a a wrestling figure he might be a right. manager figure like how tully and arn are so it could be something like that uh or or let's get into the next match because this is what i think mm-hmm. for the tnt championship cody rhodes versus darby allen who wins i think cody rhodes wins um yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee. Maybe no, I don't see it. I, I don't know. I think Cody Rhodes wins. I just, I don't know. You think they're gonna go with this whole? Is he Cody Rhodes gonna lose somehow? And this four horsemen thing's gonna kick off or what? No. So I'm not going down the four horsemen uh, rabbit hole yet. I think this is how it gets kickstarted, maybe. But I'm going bold. I don't care. We got stakes to this, but I don't care. I'm going out on a limb. His shit's not on WWE shop. On Twitter, he's talking about non-WWE people. Smoke, there's fire. It's going to fucking happen. Here's how you build a new star. Darby Allen beats Cody Rhodes with help from Sting. And then you build Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes, Sting, Darby Allen. Right there, you got WCW back. Arn Anderson and Sting is as close to Ric Flair and Sting as you're ever going to get, right? I mean, those two had a million matches as well. Not as many uh, iconic ones as Ric Flair, but right there. And guess who needs Arn Anderson's help when Sting and Darby Allen are getting one over on his guy, Cody Rhodes? Tully Blanchard. I kind of think Darby Allen might still win, but I just don't think they're going to do anything too elaborate like that he could win he could win up outright cody gets pissed puts the boots to him lights go out lights come on sting standing in the ring it puts the fear of god in cody cody powders out i that's what honestly, that's what's happening darby allen wins i honestly think that we're gonna get ftw out there which is what i'm calling that group now um and because mm. he called out the thing, right? They've got the beef with Darby Allen. They don't like that guy. They don't like that fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> that's, that's what. So I'm kind of. I kind of one of my favorite lines. I don't like that yeah, fucking I don't guy. Like that fucking guy. Um, I I kind of wonder if this one doesn't end in a boops, right? Like nothing, and then we get this match again on Monday night. You know, uh, mm. or not Monday night, whatever we call it. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Right. Whatever you uh, choose to watch, Dynamite. Whatever the fuck you watch, Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, uh, but we got to make a pick here uh. oh how about this then I, okay so i still think we're seeing sting still think we're seeing sting right because tony khan is a big wcw mark just like an ecw mark that he was cody rhodes is a huge wcw mark he loved him just as much as he loved wwf so signing sting would be like a fanboy move that they would want to do one million percent so darby allen in a long contest with you know five seconds left, left gets a one two three over Cody Rhodes. He wins. 
that brings out Team Taz. Ricky Starks is like, you piece of shit. Brian Cage is beating him up. You get Will Hobbs to come out. You think he's going to uh, help out Darby Allen. He ends up turning on him. Now it's the four of them beating him up with, or three of them beating him up uh, with Taz yelling, barking orders. That's when the lights go out. That's when the lights come back on. Sting stands there. Taz tells his guys to get the fuck out of there because we're scared of shit. Boom. Matt? So I think that's exactly what's going to happen. But since we're doing this picks here and you just fucking said it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but I, I, so I'm going to stick with the Cody Rhodes. That was my first answer. I'm on the fence and let's make it fun. Why not? All right. I like it. Okay. So now let's get into the AEW Tag Team Championship match. FTR versus the Young Bucks. Again, if the Young Bucks do not win, they do not challenge for the titles ever again. What do you got, Tim? Or do you want me to go Bucks first? Wins. I think the Young Bucks win because of that. I, yeah. Like, I don't think they're going to do the same thing Cody did. I think they kind of spoiled it on their damn selves. Unless, but I think Young Bucks win. I mean. Yeah, I think eventually the one thing that all of the IWC fans that followed them from you know New Japan and all the other places to AEW was like, we want these guys as our champs. They've slow burned. I know they gave us Cody as the TNT champ, but that's not the world heavyweight champ. You know what I'm saying? So right. eventually one of these elite members has to have a signature title. That would be the Young Bucks taking the championship. Like you said, I don't think they're going to have two guys or two teams well, I guess three guys, but two acts, two entities, not, yeah. yeah, not get title shots, right? So I think uh, you're gonna get the young bucks for the win, which is fine, right? It's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> everything's fine. So all right, so both got yeah, the everything's young, fine. <laughs> everything's fine, right? Yeah, hopefully the best friends it. can get a title victory because that would be cool because they're the best team in aw so best friends versus Mer-mer. young bucks they'll be like we're brothers but we're best friends we're like brothers and they're like like brothers not brothers <laughs> perfect <laughs> right. that would be perfect right all right so let's get into that match we've got miro wait a minute do we i thought it was a match here no might check the AW website, but I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm just going again off of what they have. We'll double check afterwards because we will fact check this one. Uh, we've got the AW World Title Eliminator Tournament Final. Winner gets a shot at the AW World Championship. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Who do you think wins this match? I think Kenny Omega wins, and I think we're going to get more drinky sad Adam Page out of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I think they're not going to invest all of this uh, new gimmick of Kenny Omega being the cleaner, having the long intro on just getting a loss at full gear. I think we're going to go in on all this. So I got Kenny Omega. I think we do get a little bit more of the hangman feels sorry for himself. I don't know what's going to kick him out of that, though. And that's, again, the fun journey that we get to be along with. Uh, but yeah, I think we're going to revisit, uh, the most violent match in AEW history, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, but now this time for the world championship, right? We already have some back history. We can revisit that one again. 
I'm thinking down the road, but I think this is where John Moxley ends his journey. I think Kenny Omega is another elite guy that they want to show is the shit. And this is where he becomes champion because John Moxley won it the first time around, right? They, he won the feud the first time around. I think the second time is where Kenny Omega says like, okay, motherfuckers, I'm, I'm here now. It's, I'm it's the me. king shit here. I'm the cleaner, yeah. right? I'm going to clean All this right. shit up. All right, then. All right. So then after that, we've got listed here, uh, Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship match. Who do you think wins this one? Nyla Rose. Oh. I think they want Nyla Rose with the title, with Vicky Guerrero talking smack on all the challengers, right? Kicking them off. I think they're just going to go back to that because the Sheeta thing is not. Yeah. Okay. It's not doing anything. It's not doing anything. Interesting pick, Tim. Didn't think you were going that way. Because you know who is doing something? Huh? Britt Baker. Mm. And again, Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker have history because Shida damn near broke everything in Britt Baker's face. Shida gets past Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose can be a beast on and off as much as they want, right? She can, I'm killing the division. Oh, isn't she the craziest thing in the world? Or she can go dormant and go, "Ah, I'm not going to be around for four to five weeks, right? You get Hikaru Shida to, I'm the best. I retained after I beat the former champion. I'm the best. And then Britt Baker and Rebel, or Reba, whatever you want to call her, comes out, maybe not on full gear, maybe it's on Dynamite, and says, like, bitch, I'm the shit, and we're going to fight. And then Rebel helps out. I think Britt Baker takes the championship, and then we're off to the races. Yeah, yeah. They could also just do that feud off to the side. You know, she might cost mm-hmm. her the title, mm-hmm. you know? Man, yeah, know, but, but I, yeah, but you I, might have scooped me there. Yeah, you might have. Yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen because I, of all the women, the only one that has something with some legs on it right now and not seriously, I'm talking figuratively as far as storytelling right, right, yeah, is yeah. Britt Baker. Uh, all right. So after that, we have Chris Jericho versus MJF. If MJF wins, he is in the inner circle. I'll go first on this one. I've said it for weeks. I'm not going away from it. I'm doubling down. MJF beats Chris Jericho, and they kick Chris Jericho out of the inner circle. MJF with Wardlow, with Jake Hager, with Santana Ortiz, and with a maybe not 100% Sammy Guevara are the inner circle. Chris Jericho's out. I don't know if yeah I I think we're gonna get this kind of quasi they're both in there for a while and you know like they're gonna have this like split kind of group and then do that a little bit down the road I think they may stretch it a little more I don't think like all of that will play out at full gear if you will so I think I think MJF wins mm-hmm. I think he's in I think you've got um, Guevara and um, and Ortiz. which one is. Ortiz, Ortiz are sitting mm-hmm. there like, what the fuck? And they've got to kind of begrudgingly. And even Hager's like, I mean, it's on the fence. You know, like, yeah, I kind of want these guys. Or so, you know, like, uh, that. And then even that, like, Wardlow, like, 
They never even specifically said Wardlow, but MJF just brings him around all the time. They're gonna be like, he's not even in. He's like, no, he's with me. I pay for you know, like mm-hmm. he, I pay him. He's fine. He's fine. Leave him be. Right. So I think they're gonna play into some of that, and then that happens. Right. Jericho kicks off, and I even think they kick out Jericho, but like Sammy like goes with him, like on his way out. He's like, who's coming with me? And like Sammy's like. I'm coming with you, right? And right. They, like run yeah. off together, right? And they just, you know, but the sex know, maybe, guys reunite, right? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, I, maybe I'm overshooting a little bit. Where this is what I would actually think is going to happen. This is what I'm predicting, so that when it happens, we have it on audio and video to show that I'm the greatest. Uh, MJF <laughs> joins the inner circle <laughs> by the inner circle kicking out Chris Jericho, right? So MJF gets the victory. The inner circle mm-hmm. does all the hands up. Chris Jericho's broken body is laying in front of him. Then you fast forward to Dynamite, and they kick off the show with the inner circle walking backstage in all of their jackets. Sammy's jacket finally fits, right? He got a, a large or whatever size he actually wears. They bump into Wardlow. MJF is like, hey, buddy. Hey, pal. And he's like, it's good to see you. And he turns his back, and then the inner circle jumps Wardlow. Then we can rocket Wardlow as this baby face monster because it's the opposite of the Murderhawk monster. But then now we've got some stability of like Wardlow's not in this. It's MJF's group with the inner circle. That's what I think's happened. Mark it yeah, down. That, You're welcome. That would be the best for Wardlow. He's going to further fall into the background if he's just guy in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. All right. The next match here on cbssports.com, which I don't know why I picked it, but I did because it's fun and we don't fact check and let's have fun. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in an elite deletion match. Rumor is uh, this is going to be a cinematic match. So what say you? I'm going to say Sammy. I think Hardy just wants to put him over and, they're going to get a chance to like really cement it home. Yeah. The rumors of this being a cinematic match makes me think Matt Hardy, just because then it's the, well, now I'm version one or now I'm team Hardy and now I'm broken Matt Hardy. Like he can do 1500 things of that. And that makes it the fun. But since I went so bold with the MJF thing, and again, I think the entire inner circle is going to kick out Chris Jericho. And I think this match is going to kick off the pay-per-view. I'm going Sammy Guevara, but Matt Hardy still looks strong, right? So it's a oh yeah, it's a roll-up victory. Sammy celebrates. Broken Matt Hardy emerges. It scares off Sammy. Sammy runs, but Matt Hardy still looks fun and crazy. I, I think something maybe happens where we can spurn Matt Hardy off into something else. Somebody else somehow gets involved. A private party flips, mm-hmm. sells him out, yeah. something, right? Like to where Guevara kind of gets the, oh, don't mind if I do, pinfall, I'm out of here, right? Like, and then brags about it like he fucking beat it when he got smoke showed the whole time in this weird, creepy cinematic place, but yet was gifted a victory at the end, would fit right into that sleaze ball, like you know, heel character. So maybe that's the route they go, but either way, I, yeah, I think, I think Sammy pulls it out. Yeah, I agree. All right. So then, uh, going again from main event to the front, because I don't know, let's switch it up. Uh, orange Cassidy. I always versus... go main event to the front and how it always go main event to the front. 
Uh, we got Orange Cassidy versus John Silver, number four from the Dark Order on your uh, play sheet. Um, who you got in this one? Freshly squeezed. Yeah, I think yeah. this is going to be a good spot for John Silver. Uh, if you watch any of the BTEs, he's kind of the star, not a star, but he's a, a featured act on those. I think because of all the fun work he's done on that, this is why he's deserved this spot against Orange Cassidy. So we may leave this match going like, that John Silver, he's a kooky son of a bitch. I like him. Right? He's going to do the flexing thing, which we didn't talk about it, but on the Dynamite, uh, six-man tag. Did you see how Colt Cabana lifted him from the legs and would move him to the next corner so that John Silver could then uh, flex that way as well? I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, yeah. I think John Silver loses. I think maybe Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, helps him in you know a post-match, keep-your-head-up-kid kind of thing. That's where maybe Brody Lee's like, we're getting too soft. I think somewhere something's going to happen with that storyline. And then Orange Cassidy, again, a little bit overexposed, but he's the star in this match, right? Yeah. And then in the kickoff show, we have the NWA World's Women's Championship. Serena Deeb taking on Allison Kay. I still don't get what we're doing here with NWA title matches on AEW television, but it is what it is. Uh, who do you got? Uh, Serena Deeb. Yeah, I think this is Allison K is great. I love the pinky. Uh, I love the two tone color hair. She's really good friends with friend of the show, Marty Bell. So I like her for that reason as well. Um, but yeah, this is a showcase to say, isn't the cool new champion Serena Deeb awesome? Yeah. And there you for go. Somebody else. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, okay. It's all love, but I don't recall hearing, and I don't fact check. But I don't recall hearing like, hey, NWO did a great show where they had Cody Rhodes on it. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing that I'm starting to get uh, a little bit of a head scratcher moment with uh, AEW and NWA's relationship is why is it always the women? You know, oh, yeah. Nick Aldis is the NWA heavyweight championship or champion. Why isn't he getting a shot against see that. Kenny Omega? You know, like yeah, what Magnus? Yeah, or or where's uh, Trevor Murdoch, friend of the show, local Kansas City guy? He's an NWA guy. Why isn't he getting a shot on there? It's like interview Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, we have. Uh, but it's like their weakest division is then also now sharing time with a partnership, and that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, maybe, that, again, maybe that's why they were like, eh, we need some help. But even at that, this isn't helping you. <laughs> Yeah, this is just distracting. If if I'm really going to if this match is going to be as good as it could be, right? I'm going to leave as a casual fan going, "Well, where can I see this NWA stuff cuz those two women killed it." I'm not going to go like, "This makes me tune in to Wednesdays." So again, it's your weakest part of your show and then you're splitting that in half. And so I just it's it's just starting to get a tad confusing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there you go. So that's uh, main event to kickoff show. Overall, Tim, what are you what are you expecting? What's your hype level for this? Uh, will you be watching live? All the fun things. Give me your general thoughts as we go into Saturday night. I'm excited. I'm excited for this Eddie Kingston John Moxley match the most. I think, um, which is good. It should be the main event, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Should be good to go. Um, Kenny Omega Adam Page is going to be outstanding. I imagine. Um, I, a lot of good wrestling to be had on this. Like the matchups in here, really solid. So I'm excited 
that this one might be one where I may have to watch in shifts because I'm going to watch every minute at, you know what I mean? Rewind mm-hmm. some spots, look at it again. Yeah. And let's do one last thing just because I'll, I'll keep on looking as we're recording here. But um, assuming it does go off as expected, who do you got with Miro and Kip Sabian versus the best friends? Because I believe that is going to be on the show. I, I think Miro and Kip Sabian win that. Which sucks. Because, <laughs> God yeah, damn think, it, man. Well, and I think, if, if you had to ask me, I think it, it appears that they think the best friends can take a couple blows with how good they looked and how much they were endeared to uh, during that run-up with the whole mom gimmick, you know? I think mm-hmm. they thought, well, you know, these guys can, can handle the beat down a little bit because... Everybody loves these folks, and we're not just going to stop loving them. All right. I I did that as just a precautionary, uh, you know, safety net, but I'm on AllEliteWrestling.com, and that match is not listed. It's Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy, Jericho, Hangman, Sheeta, Cody, FTR, Moxley. So, yeah, that match, again, I thought it was. And uh, another match that they advertised for Dynamite that didn't end up happening was Sean Spears and Scorpio Sky. So I don't know where we go with that. Um, but yeah, for my, uh, hype level, I'm about an eight out of 10. It's not WrestleMania level, you know, back in the day when it was rock stone cold kind of stuff at like WrestleMania 19, I'm not at that level, but yeah, like you said, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, I think it's going to be some fun stuff. I've maybe worked myself into a shoot with this sting thing. I think that's going to happen. Probably won't, but I like that. I'm excited for MJF and Chris Jericho. That's probably my second favorite match actually my third favorite match uh and then kenny omega hangman adam page just the story i know the match will be fine the moves and the buckshot lariat and the uh one winged angel and all that stuff but like the storytelling is what i'm excited with with that um so yeah i'm very very uh excited and anxious to get this event going because i think it's going to be awesome uh also um join the YouTube uh, page immediately following full gear. I'll do my instant reaction. So write in there some comments of what you thought. I'll be just sharing right from the hip of uh, what I thought. And then you can catch a less than instant reaction from Tim, maybe a day or two later. Uh, But yeah, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Whenever it's, it's not instant wherever. I like that. That's good. I caught that now. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, so full gear taking place on a Saturday night. It is going to be a blast. Uh, Tim, now let's transition into some WWE talk. What did you think of the world of world wrestling entertainment in this past? Roman week? Reigns is giving us the best storyline uh, in pro wrestling, in my opinion, uh, with with what okay. he's doing. I think it's some of the best. Um, it's some of the most just like his acting in it and just kind of the, just the way Jay Uso at the end of it. So to recap it all, right? Like he's out and he's like, Hey man, uh, you know, all you gotta do is come on. Look, everybody's, everybody's in line. We went through this. You lost. Duh. Let's do this. <laughs> And he's like, why did you fucking do that to me, man? You suck, right? Which is what, like, the little brothers, like, I fucking hate you. And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, I know, but, like, I love you, right? Like, Mm -hmm. all of that great. And then Jey Uso snapping at the end and just beating the shit out of Daniel Bryan because all Roman had to do was, like, show me. Show him how much you love me, which is fucking great. If he's going to, like, buy cult leader, buy 
unwillingly like kind of just uh, gaslight his followers. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, I really enjoyed Jay this week on SmackDown. Uh, to your point, though, Roman Reigns' acting and subtleties and and, and cadence uh, in the promo with Jay to kick off the show was perfect. But I thought where Jay really shined, the best he's ever done in WWE, was when he snapped, when mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is standing there in the ring and Jay is essentially yelling to, towards his feet but just saying, like, I love you too. Like, Roman didn't say anything there. Roman is yeah, just staring right. a hole into his soul. And Jay, like a dog who just got caught peeing in the living room, was just like, I'm sorry. I get it. I love you too. You're the best. Yeah. And then just beats the oh, fuck out of Daniel. And Bryan. just maniacally screaming, I get it now. Yeah. I get it now. I get it now. Like, just over and over. And almost like Roman was kind of like, Fuck, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, right. Kind of cool for one night, but let's hope Shit. it doesn't happen every night. Yeah. Uh, and credit to Daniel Bryan for being in that spot, too, right? A credible former world champion, top guy in the business to say, you know what? I want to look, I want to make Jay look as strong as possible. I believe I could be the best name for that spot to be damaged because you beat Daniel Bryan. That's something, right? Well, and so he's also beat AJ Styles. Like, mm-hmm. w- now are we just going to have him be? It feels weird that now, after all that, it feels like this is what you give somebody who you're going to now put a major title on, but now he's going to be the backup to Roman. It makes me wonder if, like, this isn't a Roman leads the tribe. This is still just going to be a continuation of their feud, and we're we're going to be like, we've got to get Jay out of this fucking cult now. Yeah. But again, uh, you know, all of this is happening while Jimmy is hurt. It's kind of hard just on face value to differentiate between Jimmy and Jay. So what does Jimmy do? And does Jimmy fall in line when he's oh, healthy? Can you imagine now Jimmy's going to be like, what do you, what do you do? He just like, what are you, why? And he's going to be like, you don't get it. Right? Like I get it now. Like he should just keep saying that. I get it now. You, you're going to get it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where another fun fact that if you recall from the draft, it was Jay who was drafted by himself. Now, I think the reasoning is they don't draft injured stars so that they can make their surprise whenever it is. But to uh, to further up your point about how Jay's getting victories over AJ Styles and now just beating the holy dog shit out of Daniel Bryan, well, then do we throw Jimmy on Raw and just say, like, Jay's the guy? Jimmy's cool too, but Jay's the guy. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm most Jimmy the Marty. I mean, he might be by de facto just because of an injury, right? It could have been Jimmy in that spot when Jay got hurt. Who knows, right? Uh, I'm most interested, though, in what Jimmy will do, assuming it goes as expected with Jimmy coming to SmackDown because it's the Usos. And how does he fit in? Does he try to one up Jay, right? Does it become a well, we've got to impress Roman the most. So, like, fuck this guy. I'll do more maniacal things oh, than that's him. Perfect. Yeah, if they go around beating somebody and they keep trying to do the biggest blow to some poor schmuck, right? Like, as Roman oh, just looks on amazing. with his with his arms folded. Yeah, like, if he's like, "Well, you gotta show me how much you love me." Mm-hmm. Right, like how much you're behind me, and they've got to like, you know, and the other one kind of gets shit on for the rest of the night by Roman because the other one fucking, you know, like, yeah, oh, oh, that would be great, mm-hmm. great. So Hi, they need to hire us. We should be yeah, ready. That, for this. They could do that. I, it's, what I hope doesn't happen 
is just let's hypothetically say two top baby faces on SmackDown. I can't even think of top baby faces right now. I, I guess Ray Mysterio and Otis, right? Like whoever are beating up on Roman and Jay, and Listen then Jimmy. To what you just said. I mean, who else is a top baby face on SmackDown? This is where we're at <laughs> right now. Listen to what you just said. All right, anyway. Yeah. But like, if I would have told you a couple it, years ago, be like, the biggest baby face on one of the brands is going to be Rey Mysterio and Otis. You would have been like, turn it off. Yeah. Well, well especially in the. Like, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. But the only, what I think will happen, because again, my. Uh, my faith in WWE storytelling is not as strong as what is in AEW storytelling is that you're going to have a moment where the baby faces get one up on the heels, Roman and Jay and Jimmy just slides into the ring for the rescue for them. And now it's, and now they're even stronger because they've added one more. And it's just like, Oh, so he just blindly fell in line. Like <laughs> that's kind of boring. Um, anyhow, yeah. to go back to your original point though, yeah, this storyline is definitely the best in WWE, if not the best. You saying that, I'm not going to argue too much because it is great. Like, I still think Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, but this one is 1A, 1B. It's so good. Yeah. Um, God, they're really going with a, a love angle between Mysterio's daughter and Murphy here. Or, or is this Murphy's playing all along and he's still on Seth Rollins, you know, bandwagon and they're just trying to cut the family apart and he's going to do something sinister. I mean, that could be the long-term plan, but I think one thing that Seth Rollins alluded to with Aaliyah and Murphy was, Hey guys, I'll accept you right now. Just come here. And mm-hmm. maybe we see Aaliyah go, well, I'm not going to go to my dad and brother. Cause they're fucking hating this shit. This guy's saying he'll accept me as I am. I'll go be in the cult. And then she joins the cult and becomes a thorn in the sign of Dominic. You could see long-term long-term storytelling where Dominic is getting a title shot for the Intercontinental Championship against Sami Zayn, right? Gets four to five wins, all that stuff. And right before he hits his finisher on Sami Zayn, Aaliyah comes out, grabs his leg, costs Dominic the match, and is like, bitch. <laughs> Like you ruined my love. So fuck you. And just always is the thorn in the side of Dominic. That could be fun. That would be fun. It's not going to be what WWE does because they suck. But (laughs) I love how you just co-signed on that. Yeah. Uh, But you know what else sucks? You know what else sucks? Is Raw had a guitar on a pole match. Like Jeff Jarrett was fucking guest writing for the day. He probably was. Uh, that sucked. Yeah. Wasn't good. I don't get Elias or, again, old Darby Allen. Let's just I'm, – I'm done with it. <laughs> old Darby Allen. I'm not calling him Jeff Hardy anymore because he's yeah. just, just bullshitting. Uh, I didn't like it. The thing I did like from Raw, though, is Alexa Bliss Yeah, going down this rabbit hole of I'm a fucking psycho, right? Yeah. Uh, I kind of like how they're doing this Randy Orton thing where he's got to be fighting two different angles, and one of them is this weird creep. But yeah, Drew McIntyre is still like, hey, don't forget about me. Every time you turn the corner, I'm punching you in the fucking face, dude. Like, well, let's fun. talk about that real quick, though. So, I, because since he won the title, 
he hasn't done anything maniacal or mean or vicious or dastardly. So is he a baby face now? Because now right, he's yeah. like, he has his he's championship. Right. So now he has his championship. Drew McIntyre, to your point, is like, I'm going to keep punching you in the fucking face for taking what I love. Miz is even behind him going like, got the briefcase. Remember the last time I cashed this in? It was on you. I'm the come champ again. And then you got the fucking scary clown and his side chick well, running around as well. So again, I think there's no clear direction that they have in mind already. But the way I would sum that up is that like Randy Orton's going to snap and go crazy from it all. And the voices are going to start hitting him and he's just going to. You know what I mean? Then go into something, and one of these people is going to suffer the brunt of it. Like you know, he may beat the shit out of Miz or John you, you Morrison. Know what I mean? Like John, John Morrison, Morrison. Right, right. yeah, he just de facto because right. he's not really involved. But, but again, I kind of like this. Again, adds realism, right? We've talked about this at the traveling circus, right? And it's like a live comic book where, like you said, the creepy guys after him, and he is Randy Orton is the weird serial killer, maniacal guy, but he is. Still kind of scared of Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre's still in the building, and so he's got to kind of be like, well, all right, not until i got a plan, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to hide out here until I come up with a plan, but as soon as I'm hiding out here, this creepy fucking chick shows up out of nowhere, and like, God damn it, I can't even fucking think straight. <laughs> like, I saw, that's real. I kind of like mm -hmm. that. That's what, that's the only, you know, but it is interesting that, that yeah, it's like, well, I thought we were supposed to get this evil reign of Randy Orton, and maybe that's it. He's like, God damn it, I'm supposed to be... Like, I'm <laughs> I should be, be evil! I should <laughs> Leave be fucking me alone. kicking people's ass. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's fun. Yeah. I like that, yeah. And I, it's just, after that first segment on Raw, as he rolled out, I tweeted from our... Uh, Twitter account at table show. I was like, are we supposed to feel sorry for Randy Orton? Cause I kind of do. So mm -hmm. I just wanted your thoughts on that. Uh, but going along with the, the fiend uh, angle, Alexa bliss, as you mentioned, now she's really losing it. We saw her backstage faced away from Nikki cross. Nikki cross was like, Hey, I get it. Uh, sometimes things happen, but you're stronger than the fiend, like snap out of it. And she turns around, has these weird eye contacts, scares Nikki cross to pee her pants and runs off. Then we see the firefly Funhouse because of eye contacts, right? Yeah. Oh, you bought something <laughs> from the store. Yeah, oh my God. You went to fucking, yeah. What's that shitty store in the malls that always has the, the hot, not the hot, hot topic. topic. But the, uh, yeah. Yeah. But what else there's uh, Claire's. Yeah, something like that, right? Like one of those fucking Rue Twenty One. You, know, you went to yeah, you went to the yeah. You got these fucking Jesus Christ, whatever. Anyway, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't even know anymore. Malls. Well, well, <laughs> this guy's talking that, about malls. Shut up, sit down, Grandpa. Thing, what was that thing though that she did? Is that her tongue? Was she spitting? Was it a tongue or was it blood or? It looked like a. It looked like one of those Jolly Rancher sticks that she had been sucking on for a while. But man, well, like you know, was. when kids would try. I don't know if you did this, but sometimes I would out of boredom. Is like you would stand over a ledge and you would spit and like let it come down as far as you could right. to then suck it back up. It looked like she was doing that. I didn't know if. Yeah, I don't know if that was supposed to be her tongue or something. And, and yeah, because like we lost sight of what she was doing and we saw him go yowie wowie. And say, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Another uh, shit comment on a wrestling program yeah. this week. Uh, interesting. Uh, this all is interesting, but it does feel like it's starting to become about Alexa Bliss. So that's an interesting turn. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I want I want to um, know if she has new music cuz her music won't fit this character. I want to see if she goes by a different name, right? Cuz Bray Wyatt goes by The Fiend. So Nikki yeah. or excuse me, Alexa Bliss is going to go by cuz she has the gloves just like he has the gloves. So I'm assuming she's going to have an alter ego name too. So I'm interested in that. Uh we got The New Day getting beat down by the Hurt Business. I like their showdown. Um, I like that they kept calling him Bob Lashley and he kept getting pissed off about that. Uh, yeah, that well, was, that was fun. New Day, New Day was was hitting pretty good here for still running their same shtick. Like they kind mm-hmm. of they were they were flowing well. This was a good showdown with the Hurt Business. The styles of those two mix well. Um, interesting that they got the win over here. Are we going to see a you know down the road here Hurt Business taking the titles? I would assume so. Again, we have to get through our mandatory uh, Raw versus SmackDown match for no apparent reason. So they have to first face uh, the Street Profits. But I would assume, yeah, right after that, maybe even at Survivor Series, they lose because the Hurt Business cost them the match. Uh, And then we're going to get Hurt Business New Day, and I would assume Hurt Business takes the titles. What two members, though, will be taking on the new day. Cause they kind of have that new day feel where it's like, it could be MVP and Cedric Alexander. It could be Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley. It could be Cedric. Yeah. I know. feel like if they're going to pick two and stick with them, it's going to be Benjamin and Alexander. Like we just saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I think I would that's think the best so choice. I think that's the best choice. MVP is good, but I think he's kind of above that. Like I'm just the tag team champ guy. You know, if you're mm-hmm. not going to make a big storyline out of your tag team champs, he's more of the Ric Flair role for me in this. You know, mm-hmm. I know th- I like that they have alluded to more of like, hey, hey, this Bob Lash is a CEO, man. Like he's making the fucking calls. Like we're, you know what I mean? Like I kind of like that they're hinting at that more because I, this group has felt like there wasn't necessarily a leader, but. It, and it still doesn't necessarily that he's leading, but like this is his fucking business. We're here to facilitate that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I like MVP's role because he can do the, well, I'm wrestling now. Right. I, I, right. I feel like he can do the role of down the road. Let's assume hurt business becomes a tag champs. Right. And maybe you have them lose a non-title match to, ricochet and ali ricochet joins retribution they come for round two they get an on-title win right and then mvp's like all right cedric fucking watch how the men do it and he inserts himself then they keep the championships and then that's where you can do the cedric you gotta fucking earn your spot again because you're sucking and every time you suck i have to step in and clean up your fucking mess like i like how mvp can be that yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, but I do like the, the the hurt business. They're still they're still a watchable segment for me on Raw. Yeah, um, and uh, fuck Tucker, huh? Just fuck Tucker. Just fuck Tucker. That guy. <laughs> you know what? Get out of that outfit. Put on these jeans and get in there and go fucking lose. The ricochet. Like yeah, the ricochet. Yeah, yeah. It was and, ricochet. And, fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, and he, yeah. And he looks, yeah, I don't get how you went from you look unique in your gear to now let's make you look like any fucking other person. He looks like he was one of the roadies that fucking set up the stage. Yeah. I don't know what they. He looks like the hairless version of Killian Dane. (laughs) Doesn't he? 
Like he, he does. Has no, I yeah. mean, he has the same body type, same long hair, but on his body, it's yeah. Just he hair looks like Killian more Dane. like what they wish Killian Dane actually looked like. Yeah, <laughs> like Killian, fucking shave, and you could be on Raw. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And then they ended with McIntyre beating up Miz and Morrison. That was a weird. Again, it's that whole mashing and because I like what McIntyre's saying to Miz, and I think that's where they're going to break off. Is hey. You can have that fucking contract all you want, but I'm beating the champion. It's not going to be you. Like, if you yeah. want to challenge the champion, you can challenge me when I take it back from Wharton. I like that. Yeah. Well, and then, uh, I mean, anything else on the main rosters or, I mean, NXT? No, let's get into NXT yeah. a little bit. Yeah. What'd you like, uh, what'd you like about NXT? Cause there was one aspect that really, uh, shined. I thought, I mean, again, not a terrible, uh, show, uh, the Thatcher's Thatch can, was was good that whole segment uh yeah i like that a lot i think someone needs to emerge as a hey man stop beating up your trainees i wonder who that's gonna be because you know if you didn't move him up to the main roster that could have been matt riddle right matt riddle could have been like bro stop fucking around with these guys i need to kick your ass for this but i wonder who that's gonna be i wonder who the voice of the voiceless for these trainees uh will be but it seems like it might be retro anthony green who i like right i like him from his evolved days i don't know though if he needs to be the one that comes out of this as the new star but we shall see yeah i, I like Champa being like I, I don't these chumps uh you know <laughs> like to paraphrase what he's saying like you mm-hmm. bunch of fucking bitches i'm you know i'm this i'm, I'm after you now uh, so I like that again, uh, what Velveteen dream? Or are we just uh, this? Cause I don't feel like you can't have Trump come out and start saying that. And then like, you know, like if we're going to start this feud with Velveteen dream, he can't lose that. So like Velveteen dream just keeps getting the short in the stick. But again, I feel like he's due for a change at this point. So. Yeah. I think we're got, we're going to see a reset from Velveteen dream, uh, sooner rather than later. But my favorite part from NXT this week was the Pat McAfee group. I don't know what we're calling yeah. them yet. But yeah. this was great. And I liked how the McAfee group, let's just call them the McAfee group, right? Uh, McAfee sounds like Inc. a great name. The McAfee, yeah, McAfee group. group. Yeah, the McAfee group. Sounds it's like, like a, a fucking investment firm. Yeah, the yeah McAfee exactly. Group. Get your taxes done at the McAfee group. Um, yeah. But they came in and they just fucked up Killian Dane and, uh, and little buddy. What's his name? Uh, Drake Maverick. Maverick. Yeah, Maverick. Um, they just beat the shit out of them. Right. And, and I liked how it wasn't they, that they were targeting those two. It was just like, we're going to go on at eight forty. Whoever is in that fucking ring. You're about to get these hands. You know, it was like, it didn't matter who it was. It could have been, um, it could have been Fondango or, you know, whoever it just happened to be these two. And then they cut their promo, but then post promo, which was great. They take the camera, you know, McAfee's doing the thing with the rest of the group. And they gave more story of like, hey, you want to know why Pete Dunn hates him? Remember back at TakeOver when uh, Roderick Strong fucked over Pete Dunn? He hasn't forgot about this. You know, that kind of stuff. But then after the promo, they beat the fuck out of Killian Dane in the parking lot. And then they just, and and Pat McAfee's like, this is the best night ever. (laughs) It just takes off. Pat McAfee is so fun. Uh, I'm really looking forward to more presents from him. Uh, he, as far as I'm concerned uh, with a little more wrestling training, he could be fucking headlining main roster shows. Oh, um, this is fucking yeah. good. This uh, one of the lines that I like too is 
So Killian Dane, it starts beating up on Pat McAfee. Then the three of them help out. And then uh, they put Killian Dane, like they beat him up and he's sitting uh, in between the open door and Pete Dunn like front kicks it and like slams his head. And Pat McAfee's like, okay, a little aggressive, but I like your style. Like, well, that's what I like to say. Like fun things. These three guys and Pete Dunn most specifically are less, you know, like Pat McAfee and more just like we're the silent. I'm going to come in here put your teeth in the back of your throat and take your money, take your wife and I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that's kind of how they are and Pete Dunn most specifically. And I really like that angle of it. And that's going to be a showdown. I think eventually with that group, maybe is Pete Dunn finally steps up to McAfee. Like, dude, what are you trying to say to me? Like, and then yeah. they get into it, which can be only be money, right? Pete Dunn is, Pete Dunn is fucking I, every time I see Pete Dunn I'm reminded how good Pete Dunn is. Yeah. I hope so. That is my hope. What I fear is going to happen is I think we're all on board now and we can all see that this is going to be a war games match, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be McAfee Group versus Undisputed Era. The angle that I like about this and what I hope they build on is this is essentially the sins of Undisputed Era's past catching up with them, right? You fucked over Pete Dunne. You fucked over this tag team. You treated Pat McAfee like shit. All of those things. And now, Undisputed Era, it's time to to pay the piper, as they say, right? I think, though, Undisputed Era will overcome and get the victory. And that is what I fear is then Pat McAfee goes back and does college game day or whatever the you know program is that he's is doing and then we just dissolve the other three as far as like well they go that way and they go this way that's my fear yeah i hope not i hope they do what you're doing but i think it's going to be well pat can we see you in march sure pal and then we might get pete dunn versus pat mcafee in march but i don't know if we're going to necessarily see that right after war games yeah but then it won't be as hot and you're right right pete he's going to have the damn Jericho schedule that Jericho had with WWE for a while. Mm-hmm. Like he can show up for a couple months and well, because he has nine out. other things that he's doing yeah. at all times: the podcast, the football, the yeah, ESPN, the all this stuff. Yeah, here's the one thing I wanted to talk about uh, with you before we wrap up. Uh, it was not on NXT. It wasn't on the main roster, but it was NXT UK. Did you see this championship match between Walter and I did I'm going to mispronounce his name, watch it. Ilya Drago? Holy Jesus of mother of God. This guys, it's fucking fake. Like, (laughs) or it's not. (laughs) It wasn't to them. Motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Good God. Oh my, my fucking chest hurt afterwards. This match. This is what I love about pro wrestling. I just want to go on a quick little tirade here is I love pro wrestling because there's room for everyone, right? Like, if you watch that Walter NXT championship, you know, NXT UK championship match, and you watch a Young Bucks match, those two things are not the same. That's not like there's nothing in common no. about these things except for they're in a no. ring. Mm-hmm. But you can do both things, and that's what I love. But just Walter is hitting home runs with every single guy over there in the UK. It started with Pete Dunne. It went to um Oh, uh, Tyler Bate. And then it went to this, again, I'm going to mispronounce his name because I don't really know him that well because I don't really watch UK that much, but this Ilya Draga 
fucking psychopath guy who's really cool to fun cool and fun to watch but walter walter is that fucking guy for me like when he walks into any ring i expect him to win he has that aura where i don't see him that often so i don't really know his ups and downs you know but i think he's been the longest reigning wwe champion across all brands and every match he has is fucking physical and brutal. You know what he feels like? <clears throat> he feels like in every movie and video game where the hero is on their way to fight the big boss and they have to fight that that bodyguard before the big boss where you're like, yeah. oh, you're going to have to bring everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to have to bring everything to like yeah. – you're gonna almost die, and you know what I mean. Like you gotta bring yeah. it. Like he just has that look to him where you're like, he's the guy. Where in real life you walk in, everybody would know. Okay, I'm gonna do nothing to piss that guy off. In mm-hmm. this, like I've never met that person. I'm only gonna be in this store until I get my soup, and I get out of here. But I'm gonna make sure I don't look at that guy. I don't accidentally bump into him. I don't talk to anybody that he's with, like because I don't want to like get in. That guy would beat the shit out of everybody in here. Like he'd use me to beat somebody else up. Yeah, and I love his role right now because he's 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 the the if you know you know kind of guy, right? So, uh, for example, if you go to Glory MMA and Fitness, right, we have eight guys in the UFC. There's James Krause, Zach Cummings, Tim Elliott, Jason Witt, all these guys, right? And those are your names. There's a couple guys though at that gym when you walk in that aren't the you know, star power that a James Krause is. But when you start to see him go in live rounds, you're like, I'm not fucking with that guy. And that's what Walter feels like where it's, when you talk about pro wrestling, you're talking about Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho and all that. But the ones in the IWC, who's like, all right, tell me some of your favorites. I think universally across the board, you're going to hear Walter. And it's like, that's the fucking guy. That's the killer in the room who the guys at the top don't want to fuck with. And the guys at the bottom definitely want to, don't want to make eye contact with because he stands in the middle of the room and says, someone bring it. And I know none of you will. And you're like, fucking shit, Walter. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. And I just, I love his presence. I love his nickname, the ring general. He's fucking awesome, man. He's He's the guy that if he was like, if you were like in a parking lot, and you're opening up your car, and he just walks up and he was like, "Hey," he'd be like, "Hey," he'd be like, "What are you doing with my car?" You'd be like, "Ah, fuck, this, man, this is know. my car," and he'd be like, "Give me my car." Here, you he'd want like, my wallet too? Yeah, yeah. Here, I was just gonna see if you want me to wash it or <laughs> yeah. check the oil for you. Yeah, yeah. raise the seat. Mm-hmm. I, you uh, want my wife's <laughs> phone number? Here's my wife's yeah, phone number. I, I don't just, know, man. Just here you go. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I mean, NXT, a good, again, I think, you know, Dynamite, Smoke shows it. I, I really think yeah. we got to start comparing Dynamite to the main rosters, and they still beat them there. Mm-hmm. So. Right now, though, my dream match after that that uh, NXT UK match, I think, honestly, my dream match, and they may have done it on the independents, and I'm not aware of it, and tweet the table if they have, because I would love to watch it, is Walter versus Eddie Kingston. That's uh, the fucking match right there. I was thinking Walter versus Orange Cassidy. Oh, that was... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Orange Cassidy yeah. would fucking die. He's you imagine Walter's like getting mad at like like oh yeah at the, the, the disrespect. Of him? Oh, oh my god, 
Well, and yeah. just like not being able to hit him sometimes, you know what I mean? Like just getting frustrated. Yeah. And then but getting the, his hands on him and throwing him through the fucking barricade, like through it, like yeah. clear it, like, yeah. through, like a hole, like a human sized hole through it. All right. I like that. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. But for me, yeah, just oh, God, I'm telling you, Tim, when you get a chance and listeners and viewers, if you haven't seen it, fucking put some ice on your chest, maybe take a couple Advil before you watch this. It's going to fucking hurt you. Like it is fucking brutal <laughs> in all of the best ways. It is. Okay. Oh my God, guys! A plus. That was my A plus moment of the of the week. My my favorite moment, personally, because I'm a promo guy more than a in ring guy, is the John Moxley Eddie Kingston promo together. Uh, but as far as matches, man, that was a match of the year. Fucking Walter, you're the man. I tell you what, pal. God, right. oh, I'm getting chest pains. We got to stop. Oh, my chest All hurts. Right. Hey, but let's uh, wrap up here. We got AEW well, yes. again uh, uh, on Saturday wrestling night. Wrestling was great, and um, we've got a big pay-per-view coming up with Full Gear, and uh, it'll be good because we can all finally move on from this big decision that has been gripping the nation. Hey, but tweet the table. Let us know. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag big decision. Let us know what you thought of – Cody now getting the official last name and in NAEW going by Cody Rhodes. Absolutely monumental decision being made uh, in the courts in America. Biggest decision in the nation. Uh, Absolutely. That, yeah, that we've ever ever had to, to deal with. So I, I'm glad it's over. And we can all move forward and, and reconnect as a nation. Yes. Come together again now that this legal battle has been resolved uh also again right as we we're going out the door uh as soon as aw full gear is done go over to the spanish announce tube check out my instant reaction give me your comments i'll be reading them on the video uh interact with me and then a couple days later a couple mm -hmm. hours later whenever wherever you'll get tim's less than instant reaction yes and don't forget to check out uh, uh the new and approved spanish table.net new and approved uh, we will also post that there after Tom's instant reaction. Uh, and um, I, I don't know what Keep else to say. Keep loving pro wrestling. Keep loving pro wrestling. The Spanish announce table.